Welcome to the Dribble Podcast, your weekly fix of all things Perth Wildcats and Aussie basketball. Presented by Perth Now. Hello and welcome to the Dribble Podcast for the final time this season as we wrap up a uh, very close but ultimately fruitless Perth Wildcats season. My name's Chris Robinson from Perth Now in the West and joining me every week, three-time NBL champ and Perth Wildcats vice-captain Greg Hire. Greg, commiserations on the way the season ended, but thanks for coming in. Yeah, upsetting. Or more, so I'm not sure what hurts more, not competing for a championship or knowing this will be our last podcast for the, for the season. <laughs> so, um, no, it's... Um, yeah, it's uh, very unfortunate. More so, you know, obviously, the last couple of years I've been able to play in a grand final series, but um, it's quite frustrating watching the game from the TV, knowing that you were wanting to be there and, and seeing those teams. But uh, yeah, hopefully uh, we can continue building as an organisation. How strange is this time of the season? You obviously spend so much time you're in a weekly routine mm. you're building towards hopefully playing in a grand final series and now as you say to be watching it on TV out of that routine what's it like? Oh it's bizarre like even um, it went by like it was quite slow like once we got done and sitting in those locker rooms it's, it's the most um, empty feeling in the world like uh, the way we lost as well I'm sure which we'll touch on but um, you're sort of sitting there and then it, it's a combination of a whole season not even season it's pre-season off-season whatever mm. it is to, to try and re- have an opportunity to win a championship knowing it's completely done and that's it knowing that you're basically seeing the last of some guys because that's just the way it is I've never been a part of a club where you bring every single guy back um, yeah so it's a, it's a pretty uh, bizarre sort of feeling um, I actually and uh, surprisingly or not but I got crook like two days later and I think because your body just sort of unleashes obviously you enjoy yourself and you unwind a little bit but I think you put yourself, um, you make yourself, uh, I mean, you keep your body as, as professional as you can in that environment. You know what you're going to do. You go to sleep, you know, at 9 o'clock, you're up at 5.30, getting ready for weights, whatever it is, um, nutrition, everything, and you do everything on the side to make sure you're in peak performance. Yep. And then once you're done and all that pressure, it was pretty weird. Like I, I talked with four or five guys a few days later and everyone sort of sounded like crook, had, was sick, and it's sort of just that, I guess, you have had held back for so long mm. um, and then it's completely done so you sort of obviously you, you unwind a little bit but it's sort of a bit bizarre and I was talking to a strength conditioner guy she just said I think your body just knows like it's done you know like sort of unwind and, and try and relax a little bit um, because you hold in for for the whole year yeah before we touch on the, the hoop stuff and all the important questions mm. you guys had a wacky Wednesday <laughs> yeah. last week we did was it a was it a B theme Am I guessing correctly no, there? No, there was no, no theme? No, it was We were sort of trying to figure out from the photo, there was sort of a three blind mice, there was yeah, a Barney was, the Dinosaur. We saw that. No, well, no, that wasn't Barney the Dinosaur, there was the Flintstones. Oh, okay. So, uh, but okay. we had a guy that wasn't there, so they, instead of having the Flintstones, they were missing a, a guy, so, um, or a woman, or whatever it is. No, it was just um, team, so it was pretty funny. Um, we were put into to teams beforehand, hence, um, yeah, you, you did see the three blind mice. Okay. I'm not sure who we were referencing there, but it's, it's quite a... <laughs> Dressed as referees for those who didn't see the photo. <laughs> yeah. uh, common knowledge, but yeah, so we had, you know, three criminals, you had Chopper Reed there, and and, uh, okay. and we had Narcos, and um, okay. did, you know. did Bryce go as himself? So that was... All right, so this is a thing when you buy into uh, outfits or teams or whatever, yeah. so... Um, basically, the imports don't generally get around it as much. They're not into the Aussie culture. So, what you if they're on your team, you basically make their job the easiest 
thing possible. Mm-hmm. So their team consisted of Jesse Wagstaff, Adam, Jesse Wagstaff, Adam Ford, and Bryce. And so they thought, perfect. Jesse will dress up as the MVP trophy and Adam <laughs> Ford just literally was dressed as a table. Like no one saw him because he was the table and he just ducked his head in underneath. And so Bryce, basically if he ever had to speak during the day, he would have to put his leg on the table and hold the MVP trophy just like he was making a speech. So it's a lot of fun. It put a lot of work in. Okay. Worst uh, outfit, well, team consisted of Damian Munn and Trevor Gleeson and Clint Steindl. Yeah. because like that's not overly surprising. Well, they just made, Damo didn't make any contact with anyone at all. So he yeah. rocked. And that was the thing. The, the, everyone had a theme. Like, you know, you had uh, Nelly, DC and Reese were Crocodile Dundee, rest mm-hmm. in peace. Uh, not Crocodile Dundee, the Croc Hunter. Oh, so, okay, Steve Irwin. Yep. Yes, so everyone was sort of linked. You could understand there was a yep. relationship shared amongst yep. the team. They rocked up. Clint came as Indiana Jones. <laughs> um, Trev, I was, I guess it was Scuba Steve. I don't know what, like I, what okay. it was. And Damo was a clown. And so they were lost. We obviously had a brand low vote and they were worst. <laughs> dressed by a country mile um, but yeah that was disgraceful but I mean we were like outfits were taken care of and Damo literally called Trev oh, Trev was like what are we even wearing and he just sent him a Borat costume and, and uh, said <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow so um, but that's Damo leaves things at the last minute and I'm surprised you remember no he was on today. yeah exactly yeah. right yeah. so now good games all fun and games uh, as we say there was some uh, much more serious stuff in the days leading up to that which was game 2 against Adelaide uh, a terrific Terrific fight back considering everything that happened in game one, the way that you guys were belted mm. there um, to come out and start the way you did against Adelaide and then really all but that last minute close things out. How, how closely do you look at that last minute and have you thought about that last minute in the aftermath of the game? Yeah. Up five, Bryce is at the free throw line trying to make it six with 50-something seconds left. There were missed free throws. There were missed uh, rebounds. Outs, yep. How how closely do you assess that and how much does that sting looking back at oh, that? Oh, mate, it, it's been the worst feeling I've, I've actually had in my career. I've, I've only watched the last minute um, mm-hmm. and that was only because it was tweeted like and so I was like okay I'm gonna like try and look at the last minute and see what went wrong what could have done better I mean I look at plays that I could have done you know changed and even from Josh Chiu just getting that layup and I'm trying to challenge him thinking should I maybe just try to contest not it's you know it goes through all over your head it's it's um yeah it's a it's a very hollow sort of feeling especially because of the way we went about it. Like, I mean, Bryce came out, was absolutely sensational first quarter mm. and then suffers cramping in the third quarter. And um, the effort level's there. I mean, if if you could take any positive from a loss like that and how bad it was and how how much it stings, it was that we went down fighting and it was sort of, I was proud of the way we sort of, we did it. Um, but yeah, you just, you, you, Rue at those missed opportunities, you know. Josh Childress goes an offensive board off a free throw, which was turns into a four point play. Um, there's just plays, and obviously you don't, you know, you don't look down at one single play. Um, but there's obviously plays across the whole game. But when it's that close, and it's literally the difference of, you know, maybe get, making a grand final, it's a one point game. We win that, we might have all the momentum heading into game three. It's it's tough, and and obviously those that last minute comes under the microscope, but. Yeah, definitely stinks for sure. Do you guys think that going into next season, say, do you think you'll do you think you'll ever look back and really assess that, or do you think you'll completely put it out of your minds that yeah. last minute? You can sort of see merit in both. 
I don't think you'll you'll look back at that last game. I don't think it's you may look in a situation or not, but I think you'll have a you'll have a new lineup, and so it's yep. hard to sort of even when we've. You know, the next year when we talk about, oh, let's go back to back or talking about previous championships, we don't really talk about the championships as such because you have a new group. So they don't really understand or can comprehend what we went through. So it's tough, you mm-hmm. know, and you even when you talk about the legacy and the culture of a of a club, yes, it's, you know, it's fantastic. But realistically, like if you're talking about Ricky Grace to a, an import come through, he doesn't really know who he is until he sees some footage. So it's sort of tough to de- sort of define as such, like that, that culture and that. So yeah. Yeah, I don't think you'll talk. I mean, I'm sure the coaches have looked at the aspect of the game. They definitely would have. And, and you know, in future, they'll look in and I'm sure they'll critique each other. Um, but as a playing group, I don't think you can. It's, um, you know, we could have done a lot of things differently, no doubt about that. But um, I think with a new group, you, you really can't. It's not, it's, it's unfair to do so. How do you, with the benefit of having a few days now um, to, to let it all sink in, the mm. season as a whole, how do you guys sort of assess it? Um, in terms of it's not always success or failure yeah. but looking back I mean you did have some challenges we know yep. Devondrick Walker was signed yeah. and then didn't come even before that Corey Webster was signed and yep. then that changed uh, Matty Knight was only there for a few games before he unfortunately had to retire there were a few roadblocks yep um, how do you sort of look at it as, as a whole looking back now yeah I do look at it as a, as a failure in a way um because I look at the lineup that we had, um, and I look at it, yes, we got smoked in game one, no doubt about that. But I look at game two and thought, yeah, we definitely, you know, if, if Bryce is completely healthy and you know all that sort of stuff, like I think, you know, that that really impacted the way we we're playing, as especially he got so hot, everything the focus is on him, and then he's mm-hmm. cramping, and you know, you, you struggle with that. But and then I think there was a lot of wounds and injuries and bleeding and all that sort of stuff, but. Yeah, I just look at our best was bloody awesome, you know. Like, you know, we, we beat Melbourne on the their home court, yep. you know. And, um, you know, obviously early in the season. But, you know, you know there were some times um, that we got some great wins or even when we didn't play well, we beat some, some you know, pretty potent opposition. And then our worst was pretty drastically bad. Mm-hmm. And so it was a pretty frustrating season. And I look at it, obviously... Um, it's going to look that you know Matt Knight was obviously a lot uh, was a loss that we we I don't think we did well in terms of covering uh, um, and I don't think to be realistic I don't know how you could have covered it to be honest yeah um, there's yeah. not Aussies around that can yeah. do that you know and unless you um, suck a an import which would have been Derek I mean if we we look at what ifs and, and that that would be the most likely scenario but mm. we wonder if Derek can have the complete confidence in doing so and so you know um, you want to give him a chance and we and we went with it and, and I don't look back and say oh we should have done that you know I think it's it's tough I mean take out Maddie and I at the start of the year was a pretty potent piece and one of you know was the figurehead of the club really you've got yep. one of the most I would say the most consistent player there Take anyone out of your lineup, you know, if you took Boone or Goulding or whatever, and then look at Adelaide and took Mitch Creek out, I guarantee you, you're going to, you know, lose more games than win, you know. So, yeah, it's tough. Um, but in saying that, it's, it's just that's the way it goes, and you've got to deal with it. And we did the best we could. Clint was the best um, option available as an Australian, and you do that, you know, mm. you, you go off confidence. So, but I look at it as a year, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's pretty frustrating because I look at it and go, I look at the lineup and I look at the players that we had and 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 then I look at that and that's that range and I'm like when we were good and and going we were really good and when we were bad it was but yeah and that's that's the difference really. I think it's easy to forget how 
dominant Matty Knight oh. was because you look back at the sort of the final games of his career, you know, the start of this season and also the end of last season, it's easy to see the injuries, you know, a few head knocks and all the rest of it. But I think it's easy to forget how dominant and how important he was to you guys in the way that you set up. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can't you can't say it enough. And I think you look at it, and that's the thing, people, the last moments of people remember of Matty's career is, yeah, those concussions, but even missing game three of the previous season. So it's like, well, we won a championship without him on the court, you know. But he was a, a huge cog, just his physical presence. Mm. And why, like, yes, offensively, but you could give him the ball and obviously a deadly jumper and you can give him the ball on the post and he could score. But our identity was defense, and Maddie could switch out from any position. But he was, as a guy, as as quiet as he was off the court, um, and the worst person to communicate because he would just nod at you. And I'm sure you had a lot of fun interviewing him because he didn't. He was a man of few words, <laughs> very short, sharp responses. <laughs> but as a communicator on defense, he was the best player I've ever played with. Um, because he just was there and he would tell everyone where he was going. He was in his element. I, you know, if he was on that, he, he, you knew he had your back and he was just a presence. And we did, we definitely missed that. And I don't think you can, I mean, everyone can play, you know, go to another level. But Matt Knight's been doing that for how many years? And um, it's tough. It, it definitely is tough. And we, and we miss that. And you, you forget that, you know, you lose not only Matt Knight with his experience and then Sean Redditch, that's over 700 games of NBL experience that you no longer have. And mm. yes, don't get me wrong, we all should have stepped up, but um, I think that was something that we weren't expecting. What's the process from here as far as the off-season is concerned? You guys have got a yeah. number of free agents, yourself included. Yep. Um, what's the process as far as sort of exit interviews, um, the future of the free agents, including yourself? Are you confident that you're going to be at the club next season? Yeah, look, I mean, um, we've already started that process. We've already had our exit interviews yep. and, and met with um, you know operational staff yep. and, and doing that. Um, they're even providing feedback for next year, you know. So, um, you know, if, if you're on, obviously trying to make that on. Yeah, it's it's always interesting for agency time. To be honest, um, I've been through it three times now, and um, it never gets easier. Um, it's it's the worst uh, part of of being a professional athlete, knowing whether you, you're going to get a gig or not. Yeah. Um, you can only have confidence in what what you've done and, and your, um, your experience. There's no doubt. If I look at it personally and I'm going, would I love to have a better year? No doubt. I had, you know, injuries sort of suffered, uh, really sort of hobbled me at a time. And when I was feeling like I was playing really good basketball on the court, an injury happens like that. But that's professional sports. But in terms of where I'm at, um, you know, we'll have those discussions with the club. Um, you know, I obviously love playing the game still know I can make an impact and I think that's as a player as much as pride as you can go um, I can be honest in my own um, performances if you know you can't give back or, or, or play at a high standard well when I know I, I'll, I'll take a step back and say no, I'm no longer doing, doing that but I still love the game and um, yeah we'll hopefully have those discussions but it's part of the business as well we look at it and you say with the current group um it's championship or really nothing and so there's obviously going to be changes because the league's continuing to improve we mm-hmm. look at the standard across the you know Adelaide and, and Melbourne their lineups um, if you keep the same roster you're going to have the same results so there'll obviously be some changes um, there's obviously been a lot of opinion about the age of the group um, which I think is unfair um, because um, you know 
there's always going to be a change. There's going to be, you know, the landscape's definitely going to have to change. There's going to be a transitional phase there as, as all, but I don't think age is um, making guys, you know, injuries weren't really that big of a concern from that ageing group. So, yeah, it's, it is interesting. Um, but, yeah, I think what we'll see is obviously the club will have to make a pitch to some free agent targets. Obviously, you always you target those Aussies first because you can build around them and that mm-hmm. that's their importance. So whether they make a splash and I don't know who they'll go or what they do, um, that's that's why I don't get paid to be a coach or a, um, a GM. But I'm sure they'll make a splash there and then um, obviously what pieces they can to build around there. So do you have any sort of expectation about when you might find out about your future? No, look, it is it is it's frustrating. I mean, to, you want that clarification. I would rather, you know, I'd, if the club said, hey, um, we don't, we're moving on, I'd, yeah, I'd be comfortable with that. I mean, not comfortable, but I mean, you want that. But you, you don't know. It's never been easy, an easy process mm. since I've ever been involved. You know, I've had, even when I had a breakout year and I was a development player to a bench player to a starter, um, even when I had those con- contract negotiations there, they never went smooth, um, you know, because, yeah, everyone's trying to, the club's trying to do what's best for them um, and you're also trying to do what's best for your own livelihood. Mm. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, the the rule is is the, you have a two-week period after the grand final series to negotiate with your own team. Yeah. So your own players, um, we can also assume that there is discussions happening anyway because um, of course, yeah, yep. <laughs> there's a reason when free agency starts that a guy signs with another club, like they don't sign a contract within one minute. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> there, yeah. there's definitely people talking. So, yeah. um, but you would imagine that in the next couple of weeks we'll get a little bit of clarification where we're going. Um, but. Look, it's yeah, it's um, it's always interesting. That's for sure. Last one on this, and it is a hard question. Have you given any consideration to the possibility that you might have played your last game for oh, Perth, or do you not think about nah, it? Mate, I definitely have. Um, mate, yeah, it's it is um, it's definitely a tough one. Um, even when I got injured and like was thinking, could I like, especially when I suffer that recurring injury, um, and I initially thought, yeah, it could be a lot worse than what it was. Um, yeah, definitely thought, well. You know, if we don't win, the, the easiest guy to get out is a guy that's you know, on, you know, on being on the bench and you know, um, isn't really required. Yeah, definitely, it's um, it's definitely a, a thing that's come across my mind um, for sure. Um, I think the more you can. I guess accept it. Uh, it's a lot easier. Um, I look at it and go. I mean, I, I absolutely adore playing. I adore the club and, and love playing here. Love the group. Love the coaching staff. Um, love what's going on. I love the league. Um, but there'll be a time anyway, whether it's this year or in a few years, or it could be mm-hmm. next year. Whatever that, my time will have to go on. Um, you know, and, and whilst I have that much hunger to, to continue playing on, I've also had that sort of acceptance. I've had a, an incredible career. Um, no one can take away those championships or of what I've achieved with, with, the, with the the group that I've, I've played with. Um, but I'm content as well, knowing that, yeah, you know, if I have to move on, then so be, you know, I obviously will be, will be gutted, that's for sure. Um, but that's that's part and parcel of being a professional athlete. Um, and, and But don't get me wrong, it is, it is tough. I've definitely thought about it. It's, mm. it's been some dark places at, at some times thinking yeah could you um, because I love what I'm doing I love, and I was in the car with Jared and I said yeah yeah hang on mate like you know you 
I'm, I'm driving to weights this morning, like on peak hour traffic, you know, with one of my best mates and we're, we're going to play the game, we're going to play pickup later. Like, tell me what guy gets to do that. I'm, stand, I'm driving next to another guy that's, you know, wearing a suit and it's going to be sitting behind a desk until five o'clock. I don't want to do that, you yeah. know. So, um, but yeah, that's just the, um, the honest impression you have to get. Yeah. Well, mate, we might be biased here because we love having you on as a uh, Wildcats vice captain. But I will say this, the part of the reason, and I think a significant part of the reason of the success of the Wildcats over the past eight or nine years since Bevo got there, um, and also New Zealand as well, keeping that core intact. And what I will say is you want to be careful about losing too much of that in a short period of time. As you touched on, Maddie's gone and Sean's gone. That's both happened in the past 12 months. I think Perth might just want to be mindful of losing too many pieces of those at once. Um, we'll hammer through some of the fan questions quickly blues bim on twitter wants to know bryce and jp's chances of returning quickly what what do you yeah think? i wouldn't know mate and, and why i say i wouldn't know is i mean last year i thought i was adamant that bryce was <laughs> no, never no, see him no again. chance coming back i said if he was coming back his agent should get fired so um <laughs> yeah i don't know on those ones okay what's um matt murphy wants to know which players greg would like to see the wildcats target for next season i.e cody ellis mitch mccarran cam glidden I won't ask you specific players, Greg, but what I will ask you is is just as far as a, a team need, what do you think the most important thing for the Wildcats next season? Is it a, a genuine big? Is it a stretch four? Is it a three and D guy? Where do you think the, the I mean, need if, needs if to be all addressed? those lists, I think the, the best guy, and obviously we don't have tampering rules in the NBL, but I think Cam Gordon would be a, the perfect guy you'd chase because... WA boy. Yeah, and more so, but he's a playmaker. So for that reason, he built around your club and they're hard you know like I mean Corey Webster would have been he's Bryce you know and so Bryce is an, an incredible player but Cam Glidden's on that same mould and so um, yeah you look at I think he would if there was a guy that you would chase because then you know you can build around Cam and he's young and um, captain obviously of the Cairns Taipans um, yeah that's a guy I think it would be good to, a good guy to get for sure absolutely and final one from Swaggy T favourite moment of the season you mentioned that Melbourne game where you were dropping mm. threes you guys blew them out Damo blew his finger out um, that yeah. one comes to mind for me yeah what, for sure what's yours mine would be the cancer game for, um, okay. for Dawn yep. um brings a little bit of perspective into what we're doing we talk about you know moving on in life and the career I think um, to bring some perspective and some humility it was good to I think it was refreshing to see Trev really open up a guy that sort of you know holds a lot of cards close to his chest um, I think those guys just to see that raw emotion obviously how much it meant to him to for the support of the family and obviously more so the support the Red Army had behind mm. um, that whole concept was, was absolutely fantastic to be a part of so no I think that's something good and obviously we'll go on, continue on for years but that definitely would have been a highlight for me Absolutely. Well, uh, it's crystal ball time. You talk about things that are bigger <laughs> yeah. than basketball. You've got your second child coming very shortly. Yes, coming hopefully in, not in the next hour. No. Um, a tick I, over a month's time. Yeah. Give me a crystal ball, boy or girl. You don't know yet. What are you sort yeah, of leaning I'll, towards? I'll say boy. Um, You're going two for two. Yeah, I'm just trying boys. to get a starting five. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, no, I look, I obviously love a girl, um, but uh, I... I 
my wife would hate me saying this, but I want four kids. So if I can keep getting like another boy, another boy, then we'll continue trying for a girl, and then the hope for the fourth one's a girl. So um, yeah, so no, hopefully a boy. Well, hope no, I want a boy. No, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, fingers crossed. Uh, everything's happy and healthy, and all the rest of it. We've got to wrap it up, mate. Just wanted to say thanks so much for your time, your access, your insights this season. It's been most appreciated by myself, by everyone here, um, and most importantly by the the listeners who have really got around the podcast, which has been great to see. So on behalf of everyone, thanks so much. And um, hopefully we'll see you again in some capacity later in the season here. No, I appreciate it, Rob. It's been an absolute blast. Um, and no, thank you for all listeners. Obviously got around it pretty well. But um, no, hopefully they, they got a little bit of a, an insight that they generally didn't, never had. So no, it's been an absolute blast for sure. Fantastic. We'll see you later in the year. And to our listeners, uh, thanks. Thanks so much for your listenership. And uh, stay tuned to Perth Now in the West. We'll catch you around next time. The Dribble Podcast is brought to you by Perth Now. Your home of sporting action from home and abroad.